Welcome to Queer in Love, the podcast where we explore queer relationships through a queer lens. I'm Diego Amado, and in each episode, we talk to queers about love, pop culture, kink, politics, and beyond. In part two of my conversation with Justin and Sam, we talk about not saying I love you back, sex as artistic practice, and black religiosity versus astrological spirituality. And now, here are Justin and Sam. So when, when did you have the exes conversation? About a month. I mean, in. it's very early. Very early. Honestly. I mean, we were together like after two weeks, like officially. I mean, we said like "I love you" probably before a month. He, he met my family in a month, so like oh, that wow. shows you like That's... it was very accelerated. Um, but it didn't feel. It didn't feel weird. that way. It felt but so like, but, I mean, it felt so right to do it. That, right. I mean, yeah, it's it's weird. But the ex conversation, I I, was, I think it was very early. It was very I mean, early I remember on. we had very very again open discussions about previous experiences, both exes and relationships, but also we all have a history, right? So we yeah. had very, very open discussions about what we've done and more has unfolded over the months about, you know, right. specifics about why certain people didn't work out and what you learned from that and why. But I think there's never been an awkwardness to the conversation, but it, mm-hmm. yeah, very transparent. Yeah. I think that at least for me, like we were able to kind of categorize like, all right, well, we understand like the age you were and this was the person you were dating, what you were going through in your life and why it didn't work. Context. And we understand, we both understand what we've learned from that and how it's gotten us to our next relationship. We kind of like have been able to follow the story and um, it makes sense. You you both know the roles that like, uh, I just feel like you both also connect on this. We're going to catalog and we're going to have our categories and we're going to, you know, like it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's, you're very organized. Both of you I mean, kind of type A. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's synergy. I see synergy. But, but I will say like, I, I have learned from my mistakes of the past in terms of mm. either withholding or telling a version of the truth because I thought the actual truth would hurt the person or upset okay. the person. And I, I vowed I would never do that again. And so if a question came up, I've been nothing but very honest. And if right. you can take it, great. And if you can't, okay. that's on you. Because it's going to come out sooner or later. Right. But, but, oh, but that's, again, it's honestly through experience and making those mistakes. Yeah. Hmm. If that makes sense. So I, I think it also depends on... Truly the relationship, because because it's taboo, like on a first date, talk about your exes, right? But, no. We talked about exes, childhood trauma, <laughs> um, therapy. I mean, we got rights that we cut through. We won. So I've got no time. I've got no time for this <laughs> bullshit. Like, okay, here's we, the list. The here's the check. or on the first date? Oh, uh, week. First week. Yeah. I mean, the first date, we kept it cute. It was cute. But then we, we quickly got to, like... Although I think you told me about some guy that you hooked up with a law conference. Listen. We both, we both <laughs> shared our dirt. It was almost like, like who can I do each other? No, it was not like that at all. No, but I think that's, I maybe mean, that's another difference too, I think, with, with straight people is that I think that's less likely to be a conversation so early on. Uh, but, I, think I mean, I've got, yeah, I've got gay friends that like, they're, yeah, they're kind of shocked at how open we are with each other about things. Like, for example, I was, we were just in New York. We were, like, at brunch. Yeah, he was lunch, like, reminiscing about the past... and escapades. Past escapades that <laughs> my friend and I had had as friends in New York. And he says Wait, to me you afterwards... Ho- ho- you had hooked up with your friend? No, no, no. We okay. had not hooked up, but we had... 
We went to an I event. took him to a different they, club. They went, they went and, to an yeah. event yes. that they had an experience. Anyway. Uh, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> this is, again, this is a safe space. Yeah. We were just like reminiscing about, you know, shenanigans of the past. And, and it was in front of Justin. And like afterwards, he, he like says to me that night, he's like, yeah, I could never have that conversation in front of my boyfriend because, you know, he would not be able to, I don't think he would be able to understand or this, that, and the other. And I said, mm. I, I said, I, I am afforded the luxury of this, like, but no, I think this freedom with him, no, honestly. It's that we both recognize that we, before meeting each other, we were individuals. And while yeah. we are together, we are individuals. And before I met you, I had a life. I, I, I. You still I, have a life. I still have a life. But no, but, but, but before I met <laughs> you, I existed on my, I, I did wild, crazy things. Right, exactly. Mother has lived. And mm. I'm not going to hide that from you. I'm going to let you know. And if you can't handle it, then I don't know what to tell you. I agree. But for some people, that's not a that thing. that's in the past. And also, you, right. we can recognize the evolution okay, of this birth. is therapy, babe. I get it. I think it is a little <laughs> bit like therapy. It is. Uh, remember, Stephen, months ago, someone said that my show was like therapy? And I was like, oh, thank you. That's good. I mean, that's good. That's a great, great oh, that's a That's a compliment. So who said I love you first? Sam said, I love you first, but before he could even get out, I blurted it back. <laughs> it, was, it, it, was that, it was that kind of a, um, exchange. And that was the quickest I've ever said I love you to someone, but I, 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 had, I had been feeling it, and um, I was just afraid to say it. Because sometimes you're, it, it makes you very vulnerable. It's a very vulnerable thing to say, because I you know... I've had people tell me that they loved me and I said things like, that's so thoughtful. Oh, I like you as well. Um, I have never heard that one. That is, that is harsh. You gotta recognize that is harsh. That is so thoughtful. You so, okay, appreciate the, the, the limb that I was hanging out on this one. But no, but I've, 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 I've been the person to not say I love you back to someone. Um, so it, I mean, it, it's, I would never have you, has that ever happened to you? No, it's never happened to me because I, I, I don't play with that. Yeah. Yeah. It means something like to say, I love yeah. you means something. And that's why, honestly, for me, I was, it just, it was in the moment, but I, yeah, I'm a pretty reserved mm-hmm. someone because there's been like so much, I've had so many like, this is something I'll say as mediocre well. dates and for me to say it actually not that he would know this, but for me to say I love you is is kind of a big thing for me to feel that and be comfortable enough to say that, but it just seemed right. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the whole pandemic thing. It's like I could be on a ventilator tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe. I shouldn't I shouldn't joke, but Yeah, maybe that, that the orientation I think to the future definitely changed with the pandemic with that kind of anxiety, right? So many people have died around the world. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Oh, that, this is what I was going to ask you earlier. Was there anything that one of you shared to the other that shocked you? Because you said, you know, we've shared all these different things and it's very laid back. But was there anything that was shocking that you were like, Ooh. oh, my God, no. It's not shocking, but uh, well, I told you one thing that gave me pause. What? A recreational activity. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is my first date. Um, I told him, he's like, what do you like to do? And I was like, I love the beach. I always say uh-huh. my favorite place in the world is where the, the ocean meets the sand. Uh-huh. It's just that sometimes I'm standing there naked. I like to go to a nude beach. I frequent oh, a nude okay. beach. That gave him pause. 
Um, Why did it give you pause? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, growing up, I'm, I was a far more conservative kind of person. And, oh, like in my mind thinking like, oh, is this one of these like guys that loves to be be an exhibitionist in front of life mm. and I, I don't know <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's just I, I like oh him. okay well and he's yeah I go with my friends and blah, blah blah I'm like oh okay well that's not something that I've grown up doing right <laughs> and it just I, I didn't say I it was a deal breaker obviously I didn't grow up doing it either for it the was, record <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like we were like on the, the kindergarten condition. trip to the new beach <laughs> <laughs> okay family vacay <laughs> right. yeah. I grew up in a family of nudists um <laughs> This is something that I did as There's a side. This is something that I did in like my late twenties. And for me, I had explained to him like it was just it's actually freeing. freeing. It's mm. actually one of the least sexualized environments I've ever been in. Mm. Um, it can be sexual if you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. I feel more self-conscious about my body when I'm at the regular beach with the bathing suit on. Mm. Also, when you're at a gay beach connecting with gay men conversationally, it, it's not a sexual thing. See, my my experience of gay beaches is the meat rack in Fire Island. So it's like a giant fuck fest. So well, yeah, I've never been to the meat rack, but yeah, I've been to Provincetown, and I think that that's also it can be sexual, but it doesn't have to be. But probably, Justin, you will go to Gunnison Beach. Yes, I go to Gunnison in Jersey. Right, exactly. Right, right. And that for that specific space, I think it feels much less sexual than right in Provincetown. Right. It's a it's this is a national park, so it's a little harder exactly. to get away you with get, things. You can get very arrested. Yes. <laughs> well, also, so I assume that you haven't taken Sam to Gunnison Beach? Sam won't go. It's, it's, it's a non-starter. <laughs> it's a no-go. Oh, it's not a sauce, but I just, it's, it's I, you know what? We have our things. He set his boundaries and I respect them. We have our things that we like and that's something that he likes. And so, like, we have our, we have our, things. we have our things. We're that also are individuals. So, when I go to the new bitch with my friends this summer, he'll be back here in the city, chilling, or doing my own thing somewhere doing his else. Own thing. Definitely, but yeah, if it's not yeah. for you, it's not for you. Was your your sexual connection sort of quick and and easy, or <laughs> did you laugh a lot? Was it awkward at first? It was. It was easy. It was good. It was um quick. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, quick! Like the, the it happened quickly. It happened right. quickly, and it, yeah, was... it wasn't quick, but <laughs> it happened quickly. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Do you think that maybe that that because it sounds like you were very vulnerable with each other sooner? Do you think that mm-hmm. that had an impact in in your sexual connection? You know how like when you're dating someone and you're like there's fucking and there's like making love, you always I mean, hear that. I mean, oh, I hear that. But I hear it. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I think due to the due to the vulnerability, Diego I remember, really makes love. I remember no. there was a time <laughs> that was you know, well, we were pretty vulnerable early on, but definitely within like our first ninety days, which is like the probation period for any job or relationship. <laughs> Such um, a lawyer. Setting boundaries. Such, setting boundaries. During, Such a during lawyer. Those first ninety days, we you had, can be fired still. We had a real love making moment. Yeah. And it was like a deep connection transcendent. Maybe there were tears. It was just like, okay, oh. this isn't just a normal. Wait, maybe there were tears or were there no, tears? There were. Oh, were for me. <laughs> Sam's not answering. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first time, probably no. not. The first <laughs> time was, uh, I'm horny, you're sexy, let's go. Yeah. 
after that, I mean, it only gets better. Right. But I'm saying for that to have happened in the first 90 days was more affirming for right. me. Um, you were saying that there is that difference between fucking and making love. So yeah. what, what is that difference in terms of how it feels? Sometimes if you're fucking, you're just in this, um, it's, it's an it's objective base. It's you just want to reach climax. Mm. You're often there to get yours and the other person's mm. um, feeling or experience is secondary to yours. This, it was about, it wasn't about my experience. It really wasn't about his experience. It was about this greater thing <laughs> that we were making that we could only make. We were trying to get pregnant. Right. right that makes sense. But, 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 but right. no, it was, it was, it was different. It wasn't like, it wasn't simulated. You know how like, you, you know how like you're watching a porn or something. It's like, like they, they go through, yeah, like the, the recipe of like, okay, I do this now, oh, I right. do this now, I do this now. It was more, yeah. it was very artistic. Oh. Stop. <laughs> Why was it artistic? It was artistic. It's, it was like art rather than a manual, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's that's really nice. I like that a lot too. Yeah, that's sort of creative. <laughs> and I mean, I think that's a really nice way of putting it. But, um, but I think that is like a, a, a fundamental difference. Like it's that feeling of very not transactional. Like you know what I mean. That was very. But you know how like a lot of those things, a lot of those <laughs> things are very transactional. Yeah, yeah. It was an offering. It was a it was a thank you. Oh, wow. I um, mean, maybe that happens. Like, it changes after the first year, maybe. <laughs> and then it just goes back to fucking. Yeah. We do that too. But yeah. Yeah, so it's also... Be- I mean, I, I think that there's some truth to that, right? Not that you'll lose the emotional connection, but rather that uh, it'll change, right? Because I think couples who've been together for a long time will, will tell you that your sexual relationship changes in, in different ways. But yeah, I think like a lot of things, like people change and the connection changes and... Life changes. That can happen with sex as well. Yeah. Maybe you'll be up at Gunnison Beach one day. Who knows? Maybe I'll be the ambassador of Gunnison Beach. <laughs> Come in, the water's fine, boys. Yeah. <laughs> You're ready, it sounds like. <laughs> Are you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more gin and maybe. Okay. There you go. But the, no, there isn't. A, no, I, yeah, I think that there's uh, so much of the conversation now has to be everyone has to talk about being in defeat. But it doesn't have to always be about right. your, people, your, your particular fetish. Right. Well, that's the, like, I think people get a really skewed idea of what having a good sexual relationship is, thinking it has to be like porn. Mm-hmm. So somebody's getting yeah. using their foot as a pussy and... How would... Now I'm like... Foot you, know, a, what? you mean as a... Oh, 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 yes. Oh, like, like you're, you put the feet, feet together. together. Yes. yes. <laughs> Not that I've watched that, but I'm just saying <laughs> as an example... Do you know what I mean? I feel like we we have a skewed idea of what it is to have a healthy sexual relationship with someone mm-hmm. based on the expectations set by porn. Mm. Or maybe the perceived expectations. Right. Because I don't think porn sets out intentionally to make people feel bad about their activity. But Do you think that your relationship, in your relationship you've discussed any kind of spiritual practices or spiritual beliefs when you have sex? <laughs> Oh, no. during sex? Not during sex, but no, we, we've talked about that as well. Um, I'm not, I don't know, to me, I, to, 
I'll say this because we had this discussion just two days ago. Mm. Like I will tell you, I meditate. I have crystals. I burn my incense. I read tarot cards. So some people would, yes, some people, (laughs) some people would say that's like spiritual. But I guess Mm. I kind of culturally, Mm. I grew up Christian, so that's just kind of how I subscribe to religion. I guess, but I'm Mm -hmm. I don't go to church. I couldn't name you one book in the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm not a very religious person, but mm-hmm. I think that in terms of my black experience, it's a very Christian one. Mm-hmm. But I think that for me, like, I, I don't like the idea of spiritual because to me, I just think of granola or like, what I say, Indiari. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, I don't know with her. She has some good songs, but to me, at least in the, what I think of spiritual in the very limited cultural sense or in the black sense, I can think like very hotep, very oh, like. Okay that and i'm like mm, i'm not that either um right. and as you were saying you know i think black churches have a history of being important community spaces too right? exactly very much so yeah i'm not religious at all <laughs> at, like at all but i mean actually i you know i think the bible is the greatest storybook on on the world and the organized religion is is a gimmick and i don't i don't believe in any of it mm. um on our first date, he made me download my birth chart to see if we're compatible. <laughs> like, okay, astrology. Within what ten minutes? No, it was very, it was, it was very, early very on. early on. I was like, I'm going to need you to download this app. Um, so yeah, we. That's. But is that spiritual though? I'm mean, just like. Theory. It's, it's ethereal. It's, like, it's about the yeah. I think maybe the the kind of metaphysical, right? It's it, I right. think right. I guess when I, yeah. When I say I like spiritual, that. it's sort of like explanations of the metaphysical or or the the supernatural rather. I mean, if the people can explain put, that, you explain through forms of faith. I mean, I get deep into it. I like Channing Nicholas. Like I, I I very am into. So I guess maybe that is spiritual. Of course it is. But when I saw his chart, I was, again, that was another confirmation for me. I was like, oh, my God. And, oh, my God. And it, it, for me, it was a snapshot. And it, I learned so much about him and just reading his chart. And it was almost, like, scary because we are very compatible in many ways with our charts. Which is that unusual for two areas? Yeah. Well, it's, it's more complex. But in terms of, like, both of our Mercuries are very compatible in the way we communicate with one another. And that's been a really great strength of our relationship. Mercury is the... <laughs> Maybe this this is science. But again, right. it, it's more, yeah. it's, it can be like a science. So to me, it was really informative. Maybe there is something to it. I don't know. Maybe you need to get into it. Yeah. Grinder needs to add, like, an extra little thing on no. which house no. is this. Do not, do not need, no, these apps do not need any more of that categorization <laughs> and cross-listing and all that stuff. Right, do, like, yeah. the INJFT or the... Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go into the rapid-fire question round. All right. The clearly <laughs> wet game. So here's, here's my first question. What is the thing that your partner would go viral for the other person. Oh, if, if he ever met Naomi Campbell. <laughs> okay. If why, he well, ever what, met what and had the opportunity to walk a runway with Naomi Campbell, that would be his ultimate fantasy. What would he do? Be extra. She's, she's a legend. She's, yeah, an she's a legend. She is the icon. icon. Okay. And what would Sam um, go viral for? Uh, Sam would go viral for like cursing someone out. <laughs> um, because I feel like he 
he um when he gets upset, he gets upset. Not ever at me, but okay. in situations. And I feel like if he were pushed to the brink, he would just really get with someone and it would be a devastating cursing out. Okay. And, uh, but, not, but not in the Karen way, but in a legitimate <laughs> way. All right. If you were to write a book about your relationship, what would the title be? <laughs> okay, the title would be... Oh, I feel like this is... I'm pulling this from a TV show, but it's Into Me, I See. <laughs> Into Me, I See. Intimacy. Oh. <laughs> by, by being with him, I've learned more about myself. Do you know what that's from? Sex in the City. Oh. Into Me, I See. <laughs> oh, God. What would ours be? I mean, it was like something cheesy, like, it can happen to you. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Or maybe just, you know, love in the time of COVID or something like that. I think. Oh, that's a good one. Why me yeah. if, if your partner got a tattoo, an, or another tattoo, I guess, what would it be? I know what his would be. He, he The sun, the moon, and the star. Oh, because I've discussed that yeah. with my sister, mm. me and my siblings. It's with him and his siblings. His, okay. Yeah, his sister's. Because sure, so, I'm kind of into astrology. Um, Are you kind of into have, astrology? I, I didn't a know A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But no, um, just I have, I have two younger sisters. I'm the oldest. I'd be the sun. My middle sister would be the moon. My other sister would be the star. It's kind of corny and cheesy. It's like getting like an infinity tattoo or something, but I'm also <laughs> a corny person. <laughs> you, you, you can say that you're an earnest person. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Earnest. Um, I think that Sam would probably get like a, a tattoo that was somehow related to Australia, um, mm. whether that'd be like a kangaroo or a wallaby or uh, maybe just like the seven stars or something. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm... The Southern Cross. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that an Australian thing? So on the Australian flag, you've got, got the, the Southern Cross oh, as the constellation. That's what that is. I yeah, never for know. each of the I was states. Like, there's some messy stars. <laughs> <laughs> Stars, messy I man. never knew that. Some, stars Some messy ass stars <laughs> on a blue background. <laughs> I thought it was the ocean. What a mess. All right. Well, thank you for schooling me on that. Category I is geography and flags. Right. Yeah. Um, what would be your partner's dream job if they weren't doing what they're doing now? Sam would own a bar because mm. he loves alcohol and drinking. <laughs> But I think he really also just likes talking to people. And I think that he would like a job where he can kind of just have like a little less pressure, but also kind of have the opportunity really to meet new people and connect with new people over really great wine. I think that's very accurate. Mm. Um, Besides Naomi Campbell's PR person, um, (laughs) I... Please be right. Well, I know you would love to open a bar. No. Uh, No, not a bar, a, a restaurant. Yeah. Because he is an amazing chef, and I, I think he really enjoys it and the creativity of it. So it sounds like you could open a b- restaurant bar. Exactly. <laughs> Let's just quit our job space. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it would be the place to do it. And <clears throat> finally, who is your partner's embarrassing celebrity crush? Oh, gosh. Oh, um, well, one, one of is Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is hot. Okay, I'm thank you. Sorry. Thank you for the appropriate laugh. Yes. You know, Jeff, Jeff, but this is actually a hotly debated topic. Some people are. According to Justin, yes. absolutely. Which kind of makes me feel a certain way, but. 
and he did a really good job on Drag Race, so he gets points for that. Yeah, I mean, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> different strokes. All right. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. His isn't really embarrassing, but you like Jason Derulo. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm you should really be embarrassed because his music is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. Yeah. Although he is hot. Oh, okay. So Stephen wants to ask this question. Uh, what is your partner's pet peeve? Uh, it was a little petty thing that pisses them um, off. Uh, um, Sam's very tidy. And mm. when I'm cooking in the kitchen, as I often do, I think that he doesn't like the fact that I don't wash dishes as I go. He's an incredibly messy cook. Like that, you could make some kind of cheesy grits and it will be literally strewn all over the kitchen. But it will taste amazing. Um, pet peeve. Oh, uh, if you call him a liar, oh. it's a trigger, I think. Ooh. What happens? That's beyond pet peeve. Yeah, yeah be, I guess it's beyond a pet peeve. No, I, I mean, I think I've said it in jest once, and, and that's when I was like, whoa, the fury, okay? <laughs> oh, knives came out, okay, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's because I think he is very honest and very principled and... Mm. Awful tardiness. Tardiness, oh, yeah, being on time. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I'm going to have to remember that if we ever hang out because I am late literally everywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. So, uh, so thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank, thank you. you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you for awesome. having us. Thank you for having us. We can't wait to hear it. Yay. I think that was Yay. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sam and Justin. If you enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. And if you've got a moment, please rate and review us. Our show is produced by Diego Amato and myself, producer Steven. Music by Noah Crickshank. Get in touch with us. Email us at diego at queerinlove.com. Queer